Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports us. Special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, as well as the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp. I want to say we appreciate all of the support. My partner in crime, Corey, is traveling right now, so he can't be here. But we got a special, special guest. You know, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are putting out positive energy and doing amazing work in our communities. This brother that we have here now is a business owner, investor, and you know his 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 newest business is very very interesting. So without further ado, man, I want to introduce the brother, Arthur Lyons. Art, how are you, good brother? Yo, what's going on, man? I appreciate you. Appreciate the uh, the platform. Absolutely, well. man. Listen, man, I can't wait to get into, um, you know, um, the Holodeck, your newest business. I think that's very, very interesting and very unique. But we want to tell your story first. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, born and raised? And, uh, you know, just a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm born and raised in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, area. Um, born in D.C., raised in, in Prince George's County, Highsville. Um, I grew up in PG County area. Uh, Highestville. I moved around a lot as a, as a kid, so um, all around that area. Um, and then I moved to Philly uh, about 18 years ago. So I've been up this way about 18 years. Um, I live right there, actually um, not too far from the holodeck um, around Northern okay. Liberties area. Okay. Um, so what schools did you go to on, on, you know, your journey coming up? Oh, man. Like that, that's, I went to so many schools. I, uh, you know, I moved around a lot. Um, like every couple of years, I went to a different school. Um, in high school, I uh, went to Tacoma Academy. That was in Tacoma Park. I went to um, I went to a private school. I had the opportunity to have a high school basketball uh, scholarship. Um, the school called Highland View out in uh, Western Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I, that's where I was at. And okay, uh, in your in your journey, did you go to college at all? Yeah, so I ended up going to Morgan State University. Okay. Um, I had a college basketball scholarship to play uh, D2, but um, I had my my, my sights set on, on D1. I went to my, uh, Morgan State University in Baltimore and okay. then uh, graduated from there. And then I moved to Philly to go to grad school at Drexel um, in healthcare administration, uh, actually. And uh, that's what brought me to Philly, and I've been in Philly ever since. All right, nice. Um, I did grad school at Drexel as well. So right. shout to Drexel. Um, yeah. so yeah. So with that being said, though, um, what was the next stop in your journey? So after after you know growing up, like you said, in the DMV area, making your way up here, um, you know, through schooling, what was the yeah. next step? Like, what was what was the step right after that in terms of like working or you know figuring out your your path? Yeah. So my um my plans and my passions have always been um healthcare and real estate and business. Um, those, those kind of three things. So my, uh, 
my college education and everything is in the background of healthcare administration. Mm-hmm. I moved up the ranks in the healthcare world and became a regional director for a large nursing home facility chain and was overseeing five buildings in um, in Philly uh, for in nursing facilities. Uh, meanwhile, I continue to uh, hone my craft at real estate, <clears throat> excuse me, starting off, um, you know, learning everything I could about real estate all the way back to the Robert Sheeman days and VHS tapes oh, that my dad used to have that I used to watch. You, you've been around for a minute. Yeah. Carlton Sheets. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Man, your question. Where did, where did that love of real estate come from? So what, like, so, you know, you, you went through the traditional system of like, you know, and you were majoring in healthcare. Where did yeah. the idea or the thought of getting into real estate, where did that come from? Did it come from your dad with the Carlton Sheets tapes or what was that? Yeah, for sure. Came from my pops with, um, exposing me to that. He was in the mortgage industry. Um, and you know, at one time I even owned a mortgage company, uh, with him. Um, but the real estate side came from, come from my pops, you know, he, he would expose me to, um, HUD forms and, and, uh, the whole real estate transactions, you know, when I was in high school, we used to work for him, um, mm-hmm. closing deals. Um, so real estate, he was in real estate clubs back then. Uh, he was a big consumer of all the educational platforms. So he would buy all that stuff. Um, and then if I was in trouble or in a basement or something, I'd be pulling out his VHS tapes and, gotcha. reading, and looking at, reading and looking at all that stuff. And um, I just got the interest from him. No, My that's, mother that's... was on the healthcare side. So ah. I think I ended up being, I ended up being right in the middle. Healthcare and real estate, yeah. You know what? That's an important part of your story, though, right? Because that yeah. goes to show, like, you know, for the parents out there that your kids are paying attention, right? Yeah. You had a yeah. mother in healthcare and a father who was in the real estate side, and you ended up doing both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's my mom was, my, yeah, and my mom was also entrepreneurial. She always had ideas. Um, she swears a lot of the things that have came out since were her idea that she never acted on, you know. Um, even like the, I don't know if you've seen the double ketchup packet from like Chick-fil-A. <coughs> she oh, said listen, that was her idea. I've, I've seen um, it too many times. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so she was very entrepreneurial as well as healthcare. And then, yeah, so that's how I, you know, ended up on this path. Okay. No, that's that's absolutely dope, right? So so you've become, um, you know, a real estate investor yourself. Um, you said you worked in the mortgage side as well. Now, um in terms of that, you know, your newest business um, is kind of like in the VR space, right? And that's very just that's a that's an interesting pivot, right? Well, not necessarily pivot because you're still in the real estate business, but you know, creating another entity. So, you know, and it, and it shows right in your name for those that are like listening. Um, he has a company called the Holodeck, right? So it's an immersive virtual reality and esports entertainment center. So. It's the only VR arcade in Philadelphia. So you have like a space that you've created um, that has VR games and esports. Can you explain to us kind of um, where this idea came from and what made you actually act on this and put this into uh, play? Absolutely. Um, it actually started on the healthcare side, and we still have healthcare components to the company as well. Interesting. So it's it started by um, a connection, you know, networking, um, being in rooms, having a having a good reputation for business, 
somebody referred me to a, a gentleman who was starting to explore virtual reality about four years ago um, before it became a, a hot topic. And he was using virtual reality for his mother, his elderly mother, who had pain in her neck and she had um, some shoulder pain and she also had some depression. And he was using virtual reality headsets to help treat to, to uh, help treat that. He found out that once you put the headset on her um, and you put her in a virtual world, whether it be underwater adventures or walking on the beach or something calming, the next thing you know, even though she had said she had neck pain, now she's looking all around, she's moving her shoulder and her mind, uh, he believed like tricked her to believe and to not focus on the pain or focus on the depression because wow. she was having such a good time inside of the virtual world. Mm. So he, um, we, we had some conversations and we started a study um, and we would go to nursing facilities in Philadelphia and take VR headsets to nursing facilities. Um, and the age range, the ages actually ranged, you know, people think that nursing facilities are all elderly people, but really you right now due to the hospital pushing people out so quickly and things of that nature, there's 20 year olds in nursing facilities, thirties, forties, fifties and up. And so we were doing these, these um, studies with virtual reality in these settings. And we found um, really strong results. And so we started talking about having a physical location that people could come to, um, uh, in particular elderly um, people with pain, depression, things like that, that they could use virtual reality as a as an outlet um, to to help with those with those symptoms, as well as give people that are in nursing facilities some additional recreation and quality of life. So that's how it kind of tied. That's how I met him, and that's how it kind of tied into healthcare. Okay. Um, and then, um, you know, we decided to open up this facility. And during the daytime, our goal was to have groups of elderly and people come down and, and service that population. And mm -hmm. then in the evening, more so the arcade. Um, so during the day, you know, the elderly, people like that, also okay. cor corporate events, things of that nature. And then we also have the arcade and parties and and turn up aspect of <laughs> no, of the that, that's interesting because I, I didn't know that that part of the story in terms of um yeah. of the healthcare part leading you here. Yeah, and also that's a, that's a dope story about how you a, a different way to to think about VR. Um, and that's one of the interesting things about VR, and I want to ask you that because um most people think that VR is going to affect pretty much every industry, right? Yeah, even our real estate industry, right? So everything from real estate to healthcare, to, to every industry there is. Like, so talk a little bit about like where you see VR going, where VR is now and where you see it going in the future. Yeah, I think um, we all had a little bit of a hint with uh, Ready Player One, <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen that movie. Um, now would be a good time to check it out. Yeah. But I do think that it's going, VR is going to a place that, um, like you said, will affect all industries. Um, we found ourselves in the beginning with so many opportunities that we had to make sure we picked the lane and 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 focus on a lane, and mm -hmm. and um, ours specifically, aside from just the gaming and the event space and the entertainment, is really the healthcare. Um, so we actually are in the process now of getting a Medicaid, um, you know, getting Medicaid approved, and we'll be offering art therapy um, through VR. We'll be offering. Um, 
we're partnering with psychologists to offer uh, therapy for specifically kids and young adults with autism okay. um, that may have behavioral disturbances, et cetera. But we see that VR is going to be used across the board. Um, it could be anything from uh, virtual tours of blueprints. Instead of looking at blueprints on paper, you can actually walk through mm -hmm. um, what, a, what a building may look like. Um, we already see a little bit of aspects of virtual reality and augmented reality in real estate now, even on MLS. Sometimes when you're scrolling through pictures of open houses, you're not looking at real furniture. You're looking at virtual furniture. Um, yeah. You know, tours of houses are going to be uh, in the virtual world. Um, I partnered with uh, Atia Blair at one point to, mm. uh, especially during COVID, when people couldn't get out on these bus trips and these walk-alongs and things of that nature to where those things could be held virtually in the virtual world. Um, you know, outside of what we're doing, surgeons are using it. Um, a group of uh, kids from Jefferson University came down to our location uh, a couple weeks ago. And some of those were architects, um, designers, um, artists, uh, exploring how they're gonna use it. Um, meetings. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and shout out to Atia. See, in the funny, well, first of all, let's take a step back for the folks that may not know. I shouldn't assume everyone knows. When we talk about VR, we're talking about virtual reality, right? Yes. Um, so I want to make sure I say that. The second thing is, right? So, Arthur is an accomplished investor and developer in terms of real estate. And hearing the story, it's interesting how um, you figured out a way to kind of combine your two passions into one thing. As you tell, yeah. I'm like, okay, so now it makes sense. So I yeah. see the, the medical aspect, and you know, you're still in the real estate game, even with the um, the location. So that's interesting. Yeah. Found a way to yeah. like to marry the two into one thing. That's dope. Yeah, and you know, I, a lot of the way it happened, I can't even you know take credit for. I, you know, it was a blessing. I think I think God had a plan. The way the way everything came together. Um, because yeah, sometimes people look and they be like, "Man, you're in like what are you? And you're in a lot of things that may not connect." But I do see the connection. Um, and well, in general, story, now now it does connect, right? You telling the yeah. story about your your upbringing and the, you know your your mother yeah. and father. Now it all connects, right? Because right, I didn't, even, right. I didn't know that you know it started from the healthcare side, right? Right, um, right. I know a lot of people that have been to your facility and talk about it, and they have fun, like you know, saying so yeah. like, "Oh man, this is fun, this is fun." I didn't know the healthcare side of it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely fun. It's still kind of one of those things that's hard to describe unless you try it, especially the people that are older, because it's a it's a new adoption for people who may not have tried it yet. Um, Facebook and Meta has done wonders for our business because it has become um, more popular and mainstream so that now when we mention it, at least people have some idea. But even two years ago, when um, when I came up, when we were coming up with this idea, you know, people had no clue. They had no clue what it was, what to expect, what to, you know, no clue whatsoever. Um, but now, you know, kids, adults, elderly people, there's almost nobody that hasn't come down that we haven't been able to find um, an experience or or have them leaving with a positive experience. Okay, okay. And for the folks that don't know, where exactly is your um, is your uh, place located? Fifteen uh, sixteen North Fifth Street. Um, okay. It's between Oxford and Jefferson. Um, we're street frontage. Um, you enter right from right from Fifth Street. Um, we're part of a larger studio called Billy Penn's uh, Warehouse. Um, but fifteen sixteen North Fifth Street. 
Suite okay. 102. Interesting. So when did you guys officially open? Man, we officially opened February of 2019. It was, it was, um, we had a big grand opening. We had a first great couple days and then COVID hit like that March. And that, then we had, that's where, I, that's where I was getting to. How did COVID affect everything you were trying to build? That's what I was about to ask you. Yeah. COVID that was tough. Um, we were so excited to open up and then, um, obviously as many industries and, and people have gone through, um, we had months of no revenue, months of paying strictly out of pocket, carrying costs. Um, luckily, you know, I was taking real estate profits and putting it into the holodeck um, to keep things afloat. Um, but then it also turned out to be a blessing in some ways because we were able to get some of that uh, EIDL money, mm -hmm. the, um, the PPP um, loans, doing it the right way. And, um, you know, utilizing that money as it intended for the business and for employees and mm -hmm. for, for equipment. Um, we were able to expand some of the things we had down there without coming out of pocket. Yeah. So it, it, it actually kind of helped us lay a framework um, with some back end systems and focus on all that stuff while we weren't, you know, in uh, active. So that way, once we opened back up, we were ready to roll and we, cool. we opened back up, we were doing good and then it shut down again. So then, yeah, you know, but um, it's yeah, part it was a, part of the journey, you know? But let, let me yeah. ask you this, going back to like you know creating the holodeck, right? Um, the name, the holodeck. Where, where does that come from? What does it mean? So my partner came up with that name. Uh, shout out to Lonnie Smith, by the way. He was the one that kind of had a lot of the technological uh, ideas. He was he's a coder gamer, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he just didn't know how to pull the business side together. So I pulled in the business plan, the real estate, the location, the lease, the the corporate, you know, yeah, the structure, you know, all the all that side. Um, experience from raising money in, in real estate and businesses. And then we put together. So when we were throwing out names, he came up with the name the Holodeck. And um it's a play off of Star Trek. And okay. in Star Trek, the holodeck is a room. And in this room, um, if you were to look at the holodeck, it has like a, a grid pattern on it. And it had aspects of virtual reality because you could stand in this room and talk to somebody that wasn't necessarily standing in that room with you. That person could be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, it was little hints of what was possible. Um, even back then, <laughs> you know, this is old yeah. episodes of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess going back to the 80s, probably 70s, you know. Yeah, um, but the name of the holodeck, yeah, Star Trek reference. All right, that, that that makes sense. That's actually pretty dope. Shout out to all the Trekkies out there. But um, <laughs> so let me ask you this though. So now that you're building this business out, um, are you still are you still out there acting actively hunting for real estate deals, or are you just focused on the um the holodeck or, or where's where's your real estate uh going at this point? Yeah, I was just talking to my real estate folks. Uh, you know, I keep in touch with them all the time, of course. But um, I'm actively searching for a deal um, and starting to explore some different markets. There's still deals in Philly. There's mm -hmm. deals here for sure. Um, they're a little bit harder to come by. They're not as frequent. Um, I was talking to somebody just a couple of days ago, and it's like deals that we used to pass on even a year, year and a half ago. 
because they were outside of the price by like five thousand to ten thousand. Yeah, now I would love to have those same deals back. Absolutely, I would not be saying no because of a five or ten thousand dollar discrepancy. Um, you know, so I'm definitely still still active uh, in real estate. I haven't bought anything in about a year and a half. I just I looked up time flew, and it's been about a year and a half since I bought anything. But I took advantage of the market and sold um, two properties, um, bidding war, mm-hmm. you know, and it was the timing was right to let go of them. But yeah, I'm definitely still active in real estate and okay. uh, will we'll never stop. Never, ever, will I ever stop. So, so that's never stopping, huh? <laughs> never. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, what about when you have, you know, because I don't know what their future plans are, but have you guys thought about like, you know, once you get everything the way you need to replicate this in other markets? Oh, absolutely. This first location was definitely a uh, a pilot location um, to see if the, the business model worked. You know, you have to understand when we started three years ago, almost three and a half, and imagine going to a bank and telling them you're going to have a virtual reality arcade back then. <laughs> back then. Yeah. You know, no bank was trying to touch us. There, there was no competitor to to um compare us to there was no strong business model in place already um at that time we were still one of the first even in the country pursuing this you know so yeah. now the business model is proven now our now we have you know some uh f- stronger financials um coming outside of covid and so um yeah we absolutely want to first look at south philly um the county and then um you know southern jersey some other places atlanta baltimore um but yeah after this place gets gets established possible franchising um, potentially potentially Okay. okay i mean it's interesting that's 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 dope so let me ask you this right so along this journey you talked about uh you know starting your journey in dmv making your way to philadelphia um, you know, building your, your, your real estate portfolio while working in healthcare and everything coming together, um, you know, with the hollow deck through this journey of yours, what would you say is the biggest hurdle or something that you had to overcome to get you from where you started to where you are now? Yeah, it's going to, it's probably going to sound cliche because so many people say it gurus. It's like the first chapter of every guru book. It's the first, you know, thing of on every podcast or what have you, but uh mindset was like number one and so i realized what, what, that what, what about what about your mindset um did you have to change or what was it about mindset um uh belief belief in the idea um the uh not quitting sticking to it even you know um going through the nose etc now of course before this business um, I had never been in that situation where I had to go com- com- uh, repetitively go through multiple no's, right? I know the concept because everybody talks about it, how you have to go through all these no's to get a yes. And when, when making offers, of course, I'm going through that process of getting a lot of, a lot of no's to get a yes. But um, when it came to starting this business, it was, it was frustrating in the beginning. And um, it really took a strong mindset to not, um, fold on the idea and also have to give credit to my partners for that. And I think once, I think what I realized from partnerships is if you find the right partner, sometimes those days when you're in your low, 
they're in their high. And then when they when he's in his low, I'm in my high. And then that way we keep pushing Balance. forward towards yeah, we keep balancing towards the end goal. And um, but it was really a a, a test of strength of mindset to um to push through to make it happen. I want you to talk about that for a second, right? Because um in, in doing consultations out here, I, I talk to a lot of people in business and a lot of people are um I don't know if they say they want to say afraid, but they're reluctant to partner. Um, how has partnership helped you? And like, you know, um, and you talked a little bit about that in terms of the balance part, but um we have a lot of people that are just like, you know, they want to do everything solo, they don't want to rely on anyone else. And how has uh, being open to partnership helped you in business in general? Partnership for me is essential because, um, as we talked about, I, I was involved in and still am in, in multiple things. And there's no way that I could do that um, without either a delegation or a strong partner to help carry the load. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, at this point, um, trying to do much of what I do without a partner or without, um, a good team. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's crucial. Okay. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting. You brought up delegation because that's something that I, I personally still struggle with. Right. And, and, but I partnership, no, I partner with, I have all kinds of partners in every, in, in various businesses, but delegation is something I struggle with. Right. Because with the partnership, um, your partner wants it to work just as much as you do. Right. Because they have a vested interest. But sometimes with delegation, where I struggle is because, you know, hiring folks and delegating, they're not technically a partner. So they don't have that same, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, but yeah, you know, I understand. It's like partners in a partnership. Each partner has a role, right? They have their, their, their lane kind of their responsibility, mm -hmm. their expertise. So in my partnership, you know, you, you see that beautiful location behind us. That's our location. Um, that's my partner's design eye, you know, yeah. and that I let him I let him go through it. Now, he sometimes will throw out ideas and I'd be like, mm, nah, you know, no to this yeah. or that or have you. But that's kind of like his his lane, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and the technology part. And then but then when it came comes to the business part or, or the contracts or developing corporate relationships or have you, that's that's my lane. And in a partnership. It's like each of you have your your lane, your area. The thing with and you trust that person because they're expert in, at that. Yes. When it comes to delegating, a lot of times it's something that you would potentially do yourself that you feel that you would do best. And now you're handing that over to somebody else to do for you. Yeah. And either you have to trust that trust and know that even though they might not do well, in some cases, they might not do as well as you think you would have done yourself. Mm -hmm. Um. Or it's 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 a trust thing when it comes to delegation to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm More still so. working on it though because you, you you gotta be able to delegate, I, and I understand that, but you know I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So let me ask you another question. Um, what is your favorite book or a book that's inspired you? Oh, man, it's always that's always a tough one. Um, my favorite. Well, I can tell you the most recent book that okay. uh, that was that I was that was surprising to me that I um. I can't even remember why I picked it up, but it was by 50 Cent. It's called, um, oh man, what's the name of that book? Listen, uh, well, I read all his books, so, but, but, um, know. it was, uh, 
what was the name of this book? This, he has was, um, Hustle Harder. Was it that one? That's, that was the one. That was the one. Yeah, because he has the 50th Law, Hustle Harder from Pieces of the Way. Hustle Harder. All right, Hustle Harder is actually an excellent book, right? So I've said it on here before. Um, I think the 50s bibliography might be better than this discography. I love 50s books. Yeah. But Hustle Harder was a pretty good one, though. Yeah, so Hustle Harder was a pretty good one. And I was surprised to, to learn um, a little bit more about him and his mindset. And, um, you know, some of the things that he did disciplinary wise, um, he talked about in that book how he doesn't even drink. You know, he, you, you might see him with a, a drink in his hand, but really it was like club all soda marketing. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all, all marketing, all marketing. And he's just focused. Even if you see him in the club, it's business. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had he had specific um, strategies even to when he goes out talked about being in um in situations where he was you know tempted you know talking about being in a room with Snoop Dogg and you know people who were blazing and smoking and trying to get him to do the same and mm-hmm. you know saying no and and um him being very intentional about his business um being intentional about being um you know disciplined and um and then the parallels with business and his success um, yeah. and how he mapped everything out. I, I thought it was a really good, uh, good, good book. And I was surprised by it. Yeah. 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 Shot to 50. That was a, definitely a dope book, man. Yeah. So, so what does the future look like for you? All right. Like um, what does the future look like for you as well as the holodeck? I mean, you talk a little bit about, you know, possible franchising. Is there, are there other businesses you're looking to get into or is it just, you're just building out real estate in the holodeck? Like what's the future look like for you? Yeah. So I have, um, I still plan to marry all these, um, real estate, healthcare. Um, I took a stab at starting an assisted living facility, uh, a couple years ago. Um, that kind of fell apart because of, uh, the building I was trying to get was a historical building and the, the city just wasn't allowing the use that I wanted because mm-hmm. we needed to put in an elevator and all that anyway. But, um, Expanding the VR business, as we talked about a little bit, um, kind of dominant, trying to dominate this area marketplace with um, VR. Okay. And it's not just gaming, like we talked about. It's going to be the healthcare aspect um, and the overall event space aspect. Um, on the real estate side, um, getting into larger multifamily um, purchases. Um, you know, I do want to try development as well. I have that's one part I haven't done is new construction. Okay. Um, and then I also own a um, a credit repair business that I, in the same vein of partnering and delegating and such, but still um, and and helping other people, mm-hmm. I've um, gave away equity in that business to somebody else who I'm training to to totally run it. Okay. Um, but I'll still be involved. Um, and I think that's the other good thing about partnerships is I don't think we're put here on this this earth to to work in a silo. I think we're we're if we do that, we're hoarding our gifts and we're not helping other people develop and grow mm. and give other people opportunities. Um, you know, that's why I love what you guys do with by the hood and what you do for the kids and in the community. Appreciate that. You do for free and education and um because it's about sharing gifts with other people to help them, you know, um yeah develop and then they'll therefore go out and do the same thing to others absolutely so, um, yeah thank you for you those know. words appreciate that yeah 
Yeah, man. So this this is interesting, man. So um, once again, for the folks listening that may be in um, our local area, could you give them the address? Um, and, and do they have to, is it something where they can just like, you know, come into experiences? Do they have to make an appointment? Do they have to like book time? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So right now, due to COVID and everything, the best way is to go to our website and book a time online. Okay. Um, it will we'll allow you to book. I'll make sure your website as well as your Instagram and everything is in the description. Um, okay. You know, but so that's the best way for them to do it is book time, right? Yep. Yep. At the holodeck is our IG, theholodeck.com is the website. You can book time directly on there, pick whatever time you want to come. We do um, on occasions have walk-ins available too, if you want to call that day to see if there's walk-ins available. Um, but we have to schedule so that we can clean and sanitize everything in between parties. And we still are trying to limit the amount of people in the space at one time for social distancing etc so we're doing um uh okay. bookings through the website let me ask you this question um just thinking about the future of vr and where this whole thing is going how will it affect you with it becoming more commonplace and people having vr in their homes like you know yeah. so how will that affect you yeah good question so um the thing about vr in the homes well first of all it's becoming more affordable for everybody right and people have a lot of people have their own headsets the thing about doing it at home is you're you're still doing it kind of by yourself. You you might have one, two headsets maybe, mm -hmm. but um, you've seen those memes of people punching the TV and knocking their kids out, <laughs> and like tripping. A friend of mine broke his ribs on the dining room table. Really? Because, yeah, he was oh. in the VR world and he was doing this experiment, and then his girlfriend came and like scared him from behind and mm -hmm. pushed him, and he fell, cracked his ribs on the dining room table. Oof. So at home, it's dangerous. Um, at home, you're still by yourself. Mm -hmm. When you come to our place, you can do multiplayer games with your party there. So you can you know, be boxing somebody that's right beside you. You can have 15, 20, 25 people come down to our location uh, um, and all be still have that social um, aspect of it. Um, okay. Also, VR is going to a place where, you know, I think Zuckerberg does want it to be in everybody's home. And there, there's these devices called, um, they're treadmill devices. And if you look at player one, they're like, it's basically like a 360 degree platform that you stand on. And so you can run on it, even though you're standing in place, run, jump, et cetera. Oh, um, okay. We have a couple of those down at the holodeck as well. Oh, you have but, them? Um, nice. Yeah, we do. But I do see that people will have it at home. Um, but this, is, this will also be a place where you can um, bring your headset down and then interact with you know, multiple Actually. players and things of that nature. But then that's also why we're focusing on party too. Sounds like oh yeah, sorry. party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Parties. Yeah. We've we've had some nice parties down there, um, both for kids and for adults. Okay. Um, but I'm already looking to the future that um as far as from a business aspect, the gaming part of it is gonna phase out, just like all gaming previously has, just like arcades of the past with you know, we're phased out because you got consoles at home, you know, uh, to certain aspects. I mean, Dave and Buster's is still good because they still provide something that a, a typical person can't get at home. Mm -hmm. We're still providing something that you, you can't get at home. You can't get yeah. 20 people down there. And then as well as like I mentioned before, um, we have the whole medical uh, aspect with the therapies mm -hmm. and things like that that's what we really see like long term is. Um, Okay. Where the business will go. I got a couple more questions for you before we get out of here. Um, the, so the one question, right? Um, 
you talked about, you know, how it, it being in a home won't affect you. Um, the metaverse and cryptocurrency, right? Is that something that you've delved into to see how this can, you know, tie into what's going on with your VR or um, yeah. at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're looking into, um, well, first of all, we, I have, we have NFTs for sale um, yeah. now um, through my son or through my, my partner's son, um, who's autistic. Um, we've turned some of his art into NFTs. Um, and so we're selling NFTs. Okay. Um, we started developing a coin, actually. We haven't decided, you know, how far we're going to take this, but we, we were exploring. We've, okay. already, desi we've already designed the coin and uh, we're, we're exploring now what kind of utility can we um, assign to the coin or to our NFTs so that people get value from it when they buy it? That was my next question, but you are, you know, you're thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, um, so yeah, we're, we're active there. We're, we're looking into developing our own, um, world. Mm -hmm. And this world is, would be specifically for kids and young adults with autism to be able to come and practice their social skills and things like that in our holodeck virtual world. So, um, so okay. yeah, we're, we're definitely, so it's, it's already on your radar. Got you. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and we and you know we want to be a place that um, uh, we have some some educational things coming out soon. We're we're um, working on finalizing being part of Philly Tech Week, which is coming up um, the first week in May, um, to where we'll have some education related to the metaverse and different things going on in there and how how you can monetize it and things like that. Okay. Next question. The last question I have for you is um. So you've been doing this a little while. What is the most popular game when people come down um, with the VR set? Like, you know, what, what do you think is the most popular game or a couple of? Yeah, so um, Thrill of the Fight is a boxing game. I have a professional boxer um, who has come down and said that it rivals a normal workout of his. He's been down several several times now, and there's a professional level in this game to where mm -hmm. when you're done, you're like drenched. Oh, I gotta um, write this down. Is it is this on Oculus? Oculus, yeah. Thrill of the called? fight. Thrill of the fight. Oh, thrill of the fight. Okay. Yeah. Because what people don't realize is that VR is actually um is actually exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the headset on, you're moving your arms, you're moving your body, you're acting, and before you know it, because you're enjoying it, your heart rate was up, you're sweating, you know. So thrill of the fight is one. Um robo recall. Robo Recall. Okay, that's a that's a really good one. It's very active, great graphics. Um, that's another good one. Those are my two favorite. Okay, um, all right, that's enough. I, I just want to know. I'm I'm pretty sure you you have some data that most of us uh, most of yeah, us yeah. don't. Like, and I was trying yeah. to figure out like what is the what's popular. Yeah, and I figured it would be something like you know um combat related. I mean, yeah. you know, it lends itself to that. Resident Evil just came out with one. If you're into that type of game. That's really okay. good. Yeah. All right, man. This is this is amazing, man. And for the last time, I'll ask you one more time, just for the folks who may be listening to this on, on the audio version, could you give us the address um and your website one more time? Sure. 1401. Uh no, I'm sorry. I'll have to give you my address. Um <laughs> don't do that. Wrong, wrong address. Uh 1516 North Fifth Street, Suite 102. And uh, on IG at the holodeck, uh, and the website www.theholodeck.com. 
All right. If everybody listening, I'll make sure to put um not author's personal address, but I'll put the address <laughs> to the hollow deck as well as on their social media and website within the description, as well as the show notes. If you're in the area, please make sure that you support, um, you know, hey, throw a party there for your kids or throw a party for you and your friends. Um, Go check it out, Um, you know, and, and get to really experience VR in a group setting. I think this is amazing, man. And con- congratulations on your success. Thank and, you. I appreciate um, you know, much, it. Yeah, much continued success as well as you grow this brand out. Um, You know, hopefully we'll have you back, you know, when you guys are all over the world. You know, that would be amazing to see, you know. Yeah, with, yeah. Shout out to Kahan. Shout out to Kahan too for uh, absolutely. Shout out to Kahan yeah, and yeah, and, and Jabbar. Jabbar mentioned you as well. So oh yeah, yeah. Those, 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 that, that's family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, Bar Kahan is all family. Shout out to both of those brothers, man. Yeah. But listen, man. All right, I just want to say I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and like I said, continue success, man. I just want to yeah. you know see this thing grow and become um you know a lot bigger, a lot bigger than it is because the one part that I didn't know until we had this talk was the, the the health aspect and how VR is helping people in the health industry. That's dope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So for everybody out there, make sure you follow the Hollow Deck online. Go follow their IG, um, you know, and make sure you schedule time and, uh, you know, go see what they got going on. But as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you guys in our next episode. We appreciate y'all. Peace. Yeah, peace. Thanks, Jimmy.